I'm really stressed out because we have a brand new quarterback, first time mm-hmm. starter, really just took the mantle from uh, uh, somebody starting out, and um, offensive line's not looking great, guys. I mean, the offensive line is new, kind of shuffled around. Running back room is not in a great in a great is that a situation. Murder what is that? It, the God, bugs are it was out a insane. It was a moth. Dude, that thing's a murder. You also ruined you also ruined my setup. Yeah. I'm talking about Clemson. I know you are. That was going to be great. a cold open too, yeah. and I ruined it. Sorry. Okay, okay. let's start over. Let's Can I start, start over. over? Okay, sure. Right. So I'm going to still leave that in. Here we, you know, here that was, we. Are. That was a, for the was a huge bug. It was a moth. <laughs> so it, that's our cold open now. Right. There we go. What's up, Georgia football fans? We've made it. It's officially game week. The monumental top five matchup between the Dogs and the Tigers happens in a matter of days, or perhaps hours, depending on when you're listening to this episode. And the three of us on this podcast can not wait. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 273 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, as we sit down and talk about what we expect to see when Georgia Clemson kicks off at 7.30 p.m. this coming Saturday night. Tony does a great job in this episode breaking down the offense, defense, and special teams of Georgia, and will provide some very balanced analysis on what a win or a loss in this game means for the Dogs' 2021 season outlook. We're outdoors again, so you'll definitely hear the crickets, an owl, (laughs) pouring rain, and it was pouring at times. And yes, by the end of the show, we finally confirm what that strange creature was that interrupted us in the cold open of the show. It's a fun one tonight that you are sure to enjoy. And here's Will to kick us off. Um, Hello, gentlemen. Uh, I come to you live from uh, um, the uh, one of the two undefeated Power 5 teams. <laughs> I guess that's not true. I guess there's like hundreds of undefeated Power 5 teams. There are. Uh, there's there are. only two that have won a something game. Something in the win column. Yes, yeah, something in the win column. That uh, was impressive. I feel like it was, the impressive thing was that Illinois did not... Uh, Give it away? They, they weren't Nebraska. Like, usually that's Illinois that does that. Yeah. I have to say, watching that game, and I promise this will be it on this, because Tony was there, so two-thirds of us were there. I, I say y'all have yeah. at least four minutes worth of so, um, allotted time. And, but it was, I don't know how you, like, that. They're, Nebraska's toast. Like, Frost <laughs> is, like, all the things that get a coach fired... Yeah, it's like he hit every trifecta. He hit, hit every quadrant. You know, he hit yeah. the uh, uh, l- l- opening loss with the whole world watching uh, against a team that's traditionally known as terrible, um, more talented team that you couldn't that you uh, couldn't figure out how to how to how to get him better. Constant mistakes. Const- uh, special in all phases mistakes. of the game. Yeah, not just like one oh, side yeah. was a disaster. All phases. Yeah. And then when the game's over, what's the first thing you say? Wow, we were so sh- we had no idea Illinois' defense was going to come out like that. Uh, we were completely messed up, and it's just like. And I get. And for the record, Bielema was like Illinois' beat reporters had like we don't they, they were get guessing they were coming out in the three four because they weren't allowed to practice. Mm. So like nobody nobody knew what they were going to do. But it still feels like I don't know. You're the coach of Nebraska. <laughs> it feels like maybe you should like show up with. Yeah, they look completely unprepared. Yeah, they Sorry, were. Yeah. I, I got to do something. You got a mosquito. You have a mosquito the size of a bald eagle. Get it, get it, get it, get well, it. Just get it. Flew it. off, I think. Yeah, like I can't it, really see it's it. really like just whack me, whack it, get me. I don't see it. Because okay. <laughs> I, I am very attractive mosquitoes. It's very annoying. Um, I, anyway, I, I'm I attractive am, to lots of species. I am not attractive. You know, to I heard. Uh, I was I was working in my office, and the TV in the other room was was on. And I heard, 
I don't know what it was, but I heard the word lanai <laughs> over like a commercial. Right. And then for off and on for the next four hours, I kept hearing your acronym through yeah. my head, and I could not get it out of my the head. Alexa, leech, <laughs> the leech, activator. Alexa, leech Alexa Nocturnal Activity Initiative. Okay, yeah, I, th- I had it wrong. I thought, I thought there was an E in there somewhere. I was trying to think like evening. I don't know. Yeah, the one thing I, w- I will say about the Illinois-Nebraska game, uh, well, t- or two things. First off, Illinois looked like every, every offensively looked like every team uh, Bert ever coached. Yeah, like, and every Iowa team, and every, every Wisconsin Iowa team, right, team right. and Northwest. So yeah. uh, the second thing was, God, it was great to be in the stadium. I got so unreasonably excited after the national anthem. It was a Fox national game, uh, and when the national anthem started, uh, again, that's when if you followed my Twitter, you saw some of the pictures I posted. But I got unreasonably excited about just the fact that there was going to be a kickoff and there was a stadium full of fans. The student section, what's known as the Black Eye, which is in the far end zone from where I sat, was full. And the March and Alana were making racket. It was really, really a cool experience to be live and in person. And then, um, yes, that's an owl. There's literally a wolf. It's it's an owl. It's an owl. (laughs) It's a wolf. Um, It was... um, it was amazing. It it reminded me of exactly what we missed last year, and I everyone thought last year was kind of a neat experience being in Sanford Stadium with twenty five thousand people. And even though Memorial Stadium was not full, the opportunity to go where there was clearly a a college football game day vibe. I mean, we, there were crowds getting inside the stadium. The tailgating you know, was the Grange Grove is where they tailgate. It was that was pre- that was definitely packed. Yeah, there were there were plenty of uh, there were you know there were students stumbling out of dorms. Uh, <laughs> clearly had had gotten four hours of sleep, <laughs> heading straight to the student section. The entire scene was in effect, and um, it was absolutely sufficient methadone to get me to this week. Yeah, I think that's right. And it was and it was, listen, it was not. I mean, it was full capacity. What they didn't sell every ticket, but it was also. I, I mean, it was. I've seen it. <laughs> it was warm. I've seen a lot of Illinois games with a lot fewer fans in there. Like yeah, I, okay. I, thought, I thought it was a good crowd. I thought it was a. It was and it, and it was an engaged crowd. Exactly, yeah. it was a hot crowd. Like for, I mean, <clears throat> listen, Illinois, it sounded that way yeah. on TV. Yeah, Illinois went on when they went on that run when they went off to, and took the thirty nine lead. That place was really, really loud. And I remember last thing in Illinois, but like I kind of fell in love with college football initially. I know this will come as a. It's not. No one will believe me on this. But like in nineteen ninety one, the year that Illinois uh, beat Georgia Tech, that they won the national championship, whatever the year that was, the year that Georgia Tech won, never the, happened. The, no, the year that Colorado won was the year that Illinois beat them. Yeah, okay. And they had the, that's what it was. But that was. That was when they split yeah, it. Yeah, that was when they split. And and Colorado also had a tie. Yeah, that's why you don't trust the Big Twelve. Yeah. And but that year I went to that game, and they used to sell out every Memorial State. John Makovic was the coach back then. And that was before Texas. Uh, before Texas. Okay. Yes. And. And every game was sold out, and the place was packed, and it really felt like it was an old building, and it just felt like it was shaking. And I always remember how, like, I'd been to Cardinals games, but, like, there's something different about a football crowd. And it was not quite there, and it's certainly not to where Georgia has been at pretty much any time since then, uh, the game game I've been to. But it reminded me that, like, hey, you know, this is – I went to several games last year, too, and it was – this was – this will be the last time I'll ever say this, but the Illinois fan experience this year was better than going to Georgia games last year. <laughs> it was great. It was like really fun, and people were all there, and people were ready to rock. But you're right; it is a uh, an, uh, either an aperitif or a muse bouche uh, 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 for the uh, for the Georgia game this weekend. Because and of course, I'm not going to be there. You're going does, to be there. Does. But it, uh, for me, it was a warm up for the UAB game. 
Uh, that that was the amuse bouche. <laughs> this is the main dish slash aperitif. You know, I've next got, week is I've got the, a question. Uh, Tony's going to Charlotte, I am. and he'll be joining many of you listeners. Mm-hmm. How many people in this world? will have gone to <laughs> two college football games as Georgia Clemson kicks off. Huh. I might be a Venn diagram of one. Yeah. And there, there were more people at the Illinois game than there were at the UCLA game. So would, yeah. there be, would there be anybody else besides Will, and he's not going, yeah. that um, was at Memorial Illinois. Stadium that will also well, be yeah. at the Mayo Bowl? And you have to assume. I don't I mean, sure, sure. If anybody's listening, yeah. you should have said hi last week. Yeah. If you if you are, please hit us up, let us know. That would be kind of interesting. Um so I don't know if you've heard, but there's a football game this weekend involving the University of Georgia Bulldogs and the Clemson University Tigers. Um, the two of the top Charlotte, five teams, I hear. Two top five teams is what you hear. That is correct. Number three versus number five is the 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 7.30 kickoff. 7.30 kickoff. Well, 7.30 Probably broadcast 8, time, 8 8.12 kickoff. I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing things in the woods. So, <laughs> Scott, Scott took some masculine before we started. <laughs> yeah. so. I swear, I saw a light source coming through the woods or All right, something. So I'm awesome. getting, my back Sorry. is to the woods. And this is I'll usually this usually goes against my <laughs> principles, but just crack the window so we can get through it. If we yeah, need to. yeah. Remember, y'all don't have to be fast; just faster than yeah. me, which shouldn't be hard. Um, I'm a tasty snack anyway. So I um, I'd like to kind of frame our conversation. We spent a lot of time this season talking about narratives, and that and we'll have during the off season talking about narratives. We'll have the opportunity to talk about what this what this game means to Georgia and to Clemson. I, I think framing it and simply saying. In a lot of ways, this is almost like a preseason game between two uh, two Super Bowl favorites <laughs> uh, because the stakes, while very high, it feels a little forced, some of the stakes that are being invented, like, oh, Georgia loses this game. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. right? And that I'm not saying I'm not saying we can't look back in February of 22 and say, oh, boy. But I'm saying yeah. it's not as Georgia lose this game 45 nothing or 30 to zero. Just harking back to one recent score in the Georgia Clemson uh, series, it's it's hard to imagine this game meaning a whole lot more than one team's path to the playoff gotten has gotten a lot tougher and one's gotten a lot easier. But that's going to be the case regardless of who wins this game. Um, losing is a disaster. Losing <clears throat> is a loss of the margin of error. Yeah, there you go. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, depending on what happens elsewhere, right? right, uh, right, right. Um, so I, I think it's going to be just a, a couple of quick news points. Uh, Kirby has been appropriately cagey about who is going to play. Uh, I think it's safe to assume we won't see um, Washington or um, which one's hurt? Darn- uh, Tyke Smith. Darnell yeah. Washington. Uh, Washington Smith. Um, is there anybody else recently hurt? I mean, how is our center? Uh, he will not play center. It's, it's all likely he will play. He'll play some. He'll have a club on his hand. Okay. Uh, uh, Cedric Van Pram will be. Pran Van? Van Pram. Van Pram. Okay, Van Pram will start at center, uh, if I had to guess. Uh, a, a note of interest, uh, there is a Clemson player, and I can't remember his name. I have to look, uh, who was recently, very recently involved in a serious car accident, uh, seriously injured a um, – Seriously injured a mailman because he was he was speeding and some, doing some other things. Um, he was not called out by name as is is playing, but uh, um, Davo basically said everybody is available. Uh, meaning whatever internal discipline you get for driving 115 miles an hour, running over a mailman in his truck or her truck, um, as the case may be. Uh, that is internal discipline at Clemson. Uh, do with that as you wish. Um, and the last thing, guys, 
I'm ready to watch Mocking Unleash the Hounds. Really? I'm ready. I'm ready. We have spent two years, really since the end of the LSU, um, or, or maybe, yeah, I guess since the end of the LSU game, uh, listening to how Kirby has to modernize the offense. And uh, last year's four-game sample size of JT Daniels playing is not is not enough to convince some people. Um, if you listen to me long enough, you obviously know that it is enough to convince me. And um, we're going to have to score points to win this football game. And I, and I don't say that like, oh, analysis, like <laughs> the team that scores the most wins, the game is one up front. Not not that way. It's, I mean, this the over-under on this game is what, 70-something? Um, I don't remember what it is, but it's yeah. got to be close to 70, yeah. which means <clears throat> a three-and-a-half-point game – you're talking about 38 or 36, 33 is the, you know, that's, right. I mean, that's that's the implied if you're going to take the under 37, 30. For two teams that have really good defenses. But two teams that have very good defenses <laughs> too, right? Um, I could have just made up the over-under never. So uh, Over-under right here. It sounds like 52. 52. Are you serious? So it's 52. No. Georgia plus three and a half. Yeah, wow. Are you serious? That means the implied score is 27-23? No, I'm I did the math check another wrong. source. That's online Athens. 27-24, 27-25? If you think Georgia's going to cover? That's that's crazy, right? Let me check another line. Well, if that's the case, I mean, that, that kind of blows the theory that, you know, offenses win championships now, right? Because we're so accustomed to these type games How's being... How's Odd Shark? Does that sound good? That's, that's, better, than, that's better than some. Okay. Uh, We're not sponsored by any of these. Although, if you want to hook us up. Over under for Odd Shark, 51. Wow, that's low. Okay. Well, that, that is very different than what I would have assumed, yes. but whatever. Um, so, okay, I guess I'm going to throw everything I had to say that's, about offense right, out. Right now, <laughs> it says it says 75% of the line is going over. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Huh. So, yeah, I think money's going over. I, I do think that, I mean, might I, be a tell. I want to unpack a little bit, kind of, before we get into the matchup today, I, I do think it's important to really discuss, I mean, that what, what this game means, I know that, like, if they lose, the whole season's still in front of them, and we've said that, I feel like that's something that we've said a lot, uh, and if they win, they can, they've got, they've got a, a loss to give. I wouldn't use it, <laughs> but they've got. They've generally. They've generally. This got is a, not the word to use. Yeah, no, this no. is. This is generally. Uh, you've got a loss to give. But I mean, the idea that if you lose this, you can still do what you, what you're hoping to do with your season should not make it be like okay, well then it's an exhibition game or it's a like there's a lot like you win this game and you've got a you've got just general proof of concept right like if if this is like you know this is the whole thing right is that. You're playing Clemson, a team that played in the national championship game that makes playoff every year, has been the national champion, won, won the national championship, played in it three straight years, has been able, whose ascendance has really mucked up a lot of things for Georgia. Yeah. And to be able to beat them on a neutral field uh, in the opening game of a season, which is to say, when everyone is obviously not have full strength, but certainly, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, I mean, who knows where, if these when these if these teams played in October, 
whether they look the same now. I mean, do you remember who? Once again, do we remember the name of the starter for Georgia's first football game? The first, like, I do right? now. Yeah, like <laughs> first football game last year. I mean, like these things. All the, it, this is why you're not supposed to go back and ever go back and listen to the first uh, preview podcast that we've ever done on any of these seasons because we're going to sound like idiots because everything changes in a month or every changes in a week, everything two weeks. This is set up for them. Forget narrative because narrative wise, it's obviously great for them. Narrative wise, if they win. Let's also not forget, this is easily a 4 million viewer game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a huge game. Everyone's watching. Everyone's watching. And everyone's watching in the idea that, like, can Kirby win the big one? Like, that sort of thing. But even aside from all that, aside from the narrative, which I don't think is as big of a deal as the people who will be saying that narrative will claim it will be. But just in the practical sense of, hey, you want to make a playoff this year? This is a huge game. Like, it's it's, it's weird that it's been – I understand – it feels like maybe too clever by half to do the. Hey, they can. Don't worry. If they lose, mm-hmm. they can still do everything, and that's that is. You start bargaining. Theoretically true, right? But you got a lot of things got to go right. A lot of things got to go right in that situation, and you're. I don't know about you, but I'd rather not be. If there's a chance to avoid the situation of wow, we have to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, or there is no playoff, and we're going through all this crap again, or, or you know, Daniels pulls his hamstring the week before Florida. Now you got to win that one, or because because it, it removes your margin for error. You're not going to get an Auburn season where they had the two losses, but were so hot at the end of the year that they had made in the playoff. Like this is not going to happen. Like yeah, this we, is, yeah, we don't have the schedule for that. Yeah, so like at a certain level, yes, you can still make the playoffs if you lose this game. And I, it, to me, I feel like Georgia actually has so much more at stake than Clemson does in this game because Clemson can like if you want to say. Can Clemson still make the playoff? And if they lose this game, still make the playoff. Not only do I think yes, they still can. I think yes, they still will. <laughs> like Clemson had, like this is Clemson's tough game. Oh yeah, their path is so different. This is one. This is their tough game. This game means so much more in a practical sense. Forget narrative. Forget. I mean, do you want to make the playoff or not? This game is bigger for Georgia than it is for Clemson because. I don't care what happens this game, Clem- unless they unless Clemson loses fifty to nothing in this game, and then like has a couple close calls against Florida State or so on, or or, or NC State or, or whoever. Unless that happens, they're gonna run the rest of their schedule and be in the playoff because they're Clemson and they're playing nobody in the ACC. Georgia does not have that luxury either way. Georgia still has more hurdles even if they win this game. Like, Florida is not nothing, guys. Like, like the loss to them last year. I think Georgia is better than Florida and will win that game. But that's a tough game. You lose that game, you're right back in the Alabama situation. And if you lose this game, you can't lose that or any other game. That, to me, is – this game is – Huge for Georgia, and I think it's gotten lost a little bit because we kind of like rationalized as like it's okay if they lose, they can still get what they want to do, which is true. But like that's also worth noting that like you know Georgia like Kirby, I think is he. I don't think he's ever not started at least three and zero since he got here. I think the first loss was Mississippi his first year, which was week four. Four, yeah, and then uh, and then it was week. It was Auburn in 2017 was the first loss. It was LSU, the first loss in 2018. Okay. So that was 2-4. They were 6-0 and when that happened. Uh, 19, they were 5-0 and when okay. they lost to North to South Carolina. Mm. Yeah, Dave, that sucks. Mm. It was double overtime, you know, so there's respect in that. 
and then uh, and then last year they're three and zero. The three and zero they lose Alabama. What okay. about sixteen? Uh, Sixteen, they were three and zero. They lost to Ole Miss. Maybe because no, they had that okay. awesome win yeah. against at Columbia, at, at Missouri. Yeah. Right, right. And that, that had the guy and kick the, his the, kick his foot through the uh, window. That famous video of the guy yeah. kicking his foot through oh, the window. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was Jacob Eason, yeah. uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. And then we went out there and had eleven a.m. kickoff. It's one hundred seventeen yeah. degrees. And no, I was there. So, yeah. and, and, yeah. me and you both. Hey, you, you kind of forget they had a comeback. Uh, victory against UNC in the dome. And the yeah. dome, yeah. Which and they almost good. lost to Nichols in the next game. Let's not forget that oh, either. Wow. Yeah. So like we've I been mean, doing this podcast a long time. <laughs> we have, and that was like two years after we started. Yeah. So right, that was the uh, second season. More to the point, like it just like I don't know. So, this loss hurts. If they lose, it hurts more than I think. People are, are allowing for yeah. yeah, because so. as a the life of a Georgia fan, actually life of uh, any fan uh, of, of that I follow or any team that I follow, I'm wearing my uh, my shirt. This feels like 1995, yeah. Yeah, kind of a, a throwback to the Braves. Yeah. Um, but you know, it seems like that I spend my entire uh, athletic fandom bargaining. You know, I mean, whether it's uh, the Falcons having a key injury, the Braves, even even when the Braves are up against the Dodgers. What three to one in the NLCS? Oh, yeah. I found myself bargaining because we we're out of pitching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be nice to go ahead and just take care of Clemson, and that way I won't be bargaining as much early on. If you win this game, you're going to be really glad that you played Clemson week one. Yeah. If you lose yeah. this game, you're going to wish you played North Carolina in the dome. All right, like, like you wouldn't wish that was your first game. Like I, I there's this idea that this game's like a freebie, and it's not. If you lose this game, you will wish you would have played a nobody in this game. And I, I understand the idea of strong schedule, and I think it makes sense. I get why you do it, but if, again, if you lose this game. You and beat like yeah Virginia or like one of the teams they played in these in the Chick Fil A kickoff classic right an easier team than Clemson if they play them rather than Clemson and win and then have the season that we're hoping for the rest of the way then we'll then but still lose to Alabama in the championship game they're probably in the playoff if it's close in that game if they if they run the table and lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game. If they're playing, if they win Week One against Virginia, as opposed to losing against Clemson, they make the playoff. And so I think that's the thing. This game only means a lot if you win it. If you lose, it actually is a thing that you have to overcome the rest of the year. Let me posit a, th- a theorem out there. I am of the fan. I am of the fan base that I I would rather play an extraordinarily good team at some point this season. Mm-hmm. And know where we measure up. And if you're going to play them, like we we know scheduling is going this way. I don't disagree with you that I, I I'm probably not as fervent as you are in the in the the idea that this game will hurt more than you think it will. But I will I will posit to say that I will still rather play this game than a Virginia because it, one it gives us a measuring stick. Two it puts us in a situation where I mean. You're working on the assumption we're going to lose. It sounds like I'm, I'm not, not going under the assumption. I know you're not. Lose. I know you're not. I'm just saying. But, I mean, they're not favored. No, they're not <laughs> favored. They're not favored. <laughs> Bill Conley's numbers have us what yeah. 65, 35 thereabout. 
Um, but they're not favored. They're by not favored. Any, like, no, no, they're they're. Uh, do, do we see what the where Vegas three and a half. bets, three bets and are? Half. I know. Oh, oh, yeah. Do we see Good where, point. The, where, where the bets are going? Yeah, which way are the bets going? Which way? Are and the why? Bets? While, while Scott's looking at it's fifty fifty. Is a 50-50. Yeah. Okay, well, there's Which no... Which means people think Clemson's going to win. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, okay. If they've got sure. a three-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite, right? There's no sharp money going anyway. There's no public money yeah. going anyway. For what it's worth, the predicted score from Odd Shark is 41-31 Clemson. <laughs> so take okay. the over. So okay. take the over and take the Tigers. That's 72 points, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. 72 points made sense. So that's my point, is that, like, uh, this game is awesome if you win it, and it's a big pain if you lose it. Well, it makes the season much more interesting if you lose it. Um, I don't need that. Yeah, well, you say you don't need that, but I mean, we spent 2017 on the edge of disaster. I mean, we lost, we won by one point at Notre Dame with a freshman starting quarterback who literally played uh, three quarters before that. And, and we cut, forget and that. He got cut today, by the way. He we'll got cut today. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, well, he has, he has medium hands. Um, so, you know, it, we, we forget we got our, our literally our eyes stomped in against Auburn. Right and I I, oh, I, I tell you what in seventeen that going in the SEC championship it never occurred to me if we win that game we're in the playoffs it literally never occurred to me that if we win that game we're in the playoffs because I was like I'll just win the SEC were you the one with the story that a friend of yours from LA yeah contacted you and said hey no yeah I met my buddy Jeff Sinak who I stayed with for the Rose Bowl like literally I'm walking out and I'm still like oh my god we won that game he's like hey congratulations you're in the playoffs probably in the Rose Bowl you need a place to stay I was like. I don't know, like literally yelled at my wife. Holy! Shit, I even thought about we're going to Rose Bowl. Um, so you know that's that is. By the way, it's raining. So. By the way, that's not something that will happen this year, right? Because we're well in tune with what it takes to get into into the playoffs, and I think that's the one thing that changes. Like in seventeen, it was found money, and and will you you have told the story many times about the two thousand six Cardinals? Like, hey, we won! It was unexpected. It was found. That's a little bit like what seventeen feels like, right? At this point, at least, um, except for the Cardinals won. Um, so I don't disagree with you that if you lose this game, it makes the season a lot harder. I I don't think it's the abject disaster. I don't think it's abject disaster, but it's a, a lot harder than people are acting like it is. They're acting like it's a hey, if you win, it's all upside. It's not all upside. If you lose, you're behind the eight ball all. You can't have a let up. You yeah, but what if you win? Well, if you win, it's awesome, and we're all going to be excited. And I'll be like, wow, it's so good that we schedule. Like, that, this is what it's great that Curry's scheduling these games. If you win them. But if you lose them, it's. And listen, I think it makes more sense to schedule games like this regularly if you've got a 12 team playoff. Because then you can lose sure. the playoff, mm-hmm. and it does nothing sure. to help you. That's why That's why in college basketball, Gonzaga's always playing Duke, and in Kentucky's always playing those teams. But in college football, when there's only four teams, one bad week ruins you. I, let me let me say one thing about this, though. I, I do think the, the path is harder, but I do think there is a world now where a two-loss SEC, certainly two-loss SEC champion gets in, right? So let's say Georgia loses to Clemson and Florida, but beats Alabama. Do you think do you think Georgia gets in? I mean, if if uh, they make ifs. it into the SEC championship game, yes. there are some ifs. Okay. It, it, it depends on if mayhem happens yeah. a, across college football, or not. It, right? It, but we maintain, and I think kind of maybe where this will get us back to where I think what we'll say in is like if we play Virginia and beat Virginia, we still maintain our own destiny, right? And that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, like. There's yeah, may I borrow the ice by the way? Sorry. Yeah. There's value in I'll get it. Don't yeah. 
this game makes more sense to me if there's a 12-team playoff. Because then there really is no downside, and there's nothing but upside. Now, there's real downside if they lose this game. And I think that I just, it feels like the way it's been framed, it's just it's fun, it's the first game back, and, and it'll be awesome. But, like, if you lose, it's yeah, yeah. going to be a problem. I say this as the fan of a 1-0 team, and just knowing <laughs> Did how they get much any of a difference. Who beat Sylvester Crew? Yeah. Um, so who do they got? Who does Illinois have this Texas, San, Texas Antonio, who's actually not bad, not bad. <laughs> that would be very Illinois to lose to Texas. They play at the same time as Georgia. They got Burt though. He's not going to let up. Burt. He's been um, waiting for this. So let's 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 do some game breakdown. Unless you got something else to. You want to talk about our podcast sponsor for the season? Oh, we have a po- spot podcast sponsor. Did you not sponsor? know? I'm 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 waiting with bated breath. I'm over here baiting my breath. He told me Scott baiting. told me but I wasn't listening. Literally baiting. Well, it's uh it's really should be no surprise. It's one of your favorite places uh in five points. Uh so yes, we are sponsored once again by the lovely people at SP2 Hospitality. That means El Barrio, the pine and the root. Um, the Pine Bar, actually, that's pine bar. Yeah. The, the official way of saying it. But, um, I mean, really, they, they got you covered for brunch over at the Pine yep. Bar. <laughs> uh, they got you covered for a lunch or a dinner. Uh, El Barrio. At, at El Barrio. And they're open for dinner at the Pine Bar, I think, 5 to 9 yep. on Tuesdays through Saturday. And they do some really, really cool seafood specials, oysters and things like that out of the, that uh I guess it's wood-fired ovens. Wood-fired yeah. oysters. Yeah, yeah. Wood-fired I don't do oysters. oysters. Oh, I do oysters. If I did, I would probably eat them out of a wood-fired grill. Yes, I eat them almost every way you can, but the wood-fired oysters are awesome. So so real quick, since it's our first entree into reintroducing our podcast sponsor, I'm going to just name each location, Okay. and I want to hear your first kind of thought. Okay. okay. So we'll start at The Root, which is underneath the Pine Bar. The, the Root routinely has a, a decent selection of bourbon, and they almost always have either Weller's Antique, Weller's Special Reserve, or Buffalo Trace, and that's a go-to. And it's a little bit of a different selection than what they have upstairs. Yep. It's more wine-centric up upstairs, at the Pine yeah. Bar. It's a little bit more move, lift your pinky outside of your glass. Uh, I would say that the root... It, uh, the root is not. The best way I can describe it, the root has golden tea. Yeah, it does. The, the Pine is, does not have any video <laughs> games at all. The, the root, the root <laughs> That's is the, the way I would explain it. The root is the place where you go in the afternoon after a round of golf and hang out and... and, and bl- it with your boys. Yeah, is that is that accurate and fair? Yeah. If if you if you are someone who wastes hours, days, weeks, months, years of your life playing golf, I feel seen. The root <laughs> is the place that you're going to love. Okay. If you are someone that appreciates the finer things in life, like wine, charcuterie, books, and independent thought, and can. Uh, then maybe the maybe the maybe the. So are you pine. are you saying that not only am I the only person went to the Illinois game and also going to Georgia Clemson, I am the only person that likes the root and the pine. Yeah, I like the. I, I, there are sponsors. I like both of these places. <laughs> and um, but uh, I will say of the of all these places, the place I go to the most without question is Alvario. Yeah. Oh, likewise, and I think yeah. that's a good segue yeah. into uh, El Barrio because you know there is a golf theme going on there. If you're the not familiar, belly. I mean, okay. say you've got kids that you just want to go get a taco and a margarita, and they're going to eat their cheese quesadilla. You're like, hey, kids, go putt because yeah. they have a putting green right and out play, there. Hey, kids, don't play in the road. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a little bit close. And, and have, and have uh, as as a family that doesn't play golf but loves holy moly, uh-huh. uh, which oh, is a which nice. if, if all golf 
for holy moly, I would totally play golf all the time. And so, uh, I we, mean, that's kind of the way I treat golf. Yes, we have. So, we, are you, are we you saying have, that kids are like like we just mentioned the road, and then you mentioned holy moly, and so I'm think I've got visions of uh, charging across Village <laughs> Avenue. Or something. I'm just saying that, like you know, if you're, you get and for the record, you know, uh, it, we love to play the ball. I, I am a I am a, I used to be a chimichanga person. I'm more of a steak uh, burrito person there, but they do they do a great job. They have the indoor yep. the indoor spot. Uh, and but the there's more spot. outdoor seating than yeah. indoor, really. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's. I think it's a very very solid place. The I, fried chicken samita oh is God. what I go oh. with every time. I always say I'm going to get something different, and I always go with the samita. Dude, I'm I am addicted to the pork belly gorditas. Oh, so good. So, good. but they're uh, they're they're really good people over there. They're fun uh, restaurants. Are, it's a fun bar at the root, and you can get all the food from the Pine Bar delivered down to you while you sit there and play Golden Tee if you want to. Um, but they're they're really good people. So if you're in town. For the UAB game, if you're in town for the South Carolina game, Arkansas game, as it goes, or you know, if you're just visiting, uh, maybe your kid is a freshman at Georgia this year. Yeah, drop, can't think of a better place to take them or take your significant other. Yeah, let them know you heard about it on the Wait Until Saturday podcast. So. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk football. Um, you know, I I'm really stressed out because we have a brand new quarterback, first time <laughs> starter, really just took the mantle from. Uh, uh, somebody is, is starting out, and um, offensive line's not looking great, guys. I mean, the offensive line is new, kind of shuffled around. Running back room is not in a great in a great is that a situation. What is that? It, the guys, bugs are it was out a insane. Moth. It was a moth. Dude, that thing's a murder. Hole. You also ruined, also ruined my setup. Yeah. I'm Sorry. talking about Clemson. I know you are. That was going to be great. a cold open too, yeah. and I ruined it. Sorry. Okay, okay. let's start over. Let's start over. Okay, So I'm going to still leave that in. Here we, you know, here that we. Was, that was a, for the record, that was a huge bug. <laughs> it was a moth. <laughs> so it, that's our cold open. All right. Here we go. So. So here we are, the cusp of new season. We have a brand new quarterback. Our our offensive line is eh, kind of new and revamped. Our, our running back room is, uh, I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, we've got a little bit of experience quarterback. He's played a couple of games when the, you know, our starter was 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 out last year. But uh, of course, I'm talking about Clemson, right? Yes. Um, and we have a coach that doesn't like transfers. We have a coach that does not <laughs> like transfers. Damn, I should have said that. Um, so let's start with DJ Ui Uncle Did I get close? I do feel like this is the last time we're ever going to not have his name nailed. Yeah, like Ui after Ungalele. this game, we're going to have it for. Yeah, I think that's right. So you're Ho- welcome. Either either who's either I'm because get wrong oh the god, DJ Ui Uncle has done it again, or oh he's on the ground again, or he makes a safety, which means certain things in my house. So. um I, I think starting on the offensive side of the ball, look, I th- I'm really surprised at that the low over-under number. Uh, but if yeah. you think about the defenses, it's not – it shouldn't be surprising. Probably the two best uh, defensive fronts in the nation against each other, um, which really gets down to how we – how the both offenses approach attacking defense, Right. Um, both teams last year, uh, and I'm willing to throw out. Uh, a lot of people are willing to throw this out, but I'm willing to throw out um, Dewan Mathis, Stetson Bennett, time um, that uh, both teams were relatively uh, successful. Uh, they had they struggled against the better defenses. Clemson's better defense was probably a little better than Georgia's better defense with with Cincinnati versus Alabama. I'm sorry, Ohio State. No, Alabama. Whoever it was, I don't remember now. Um, Okay, I should look that up because for like I should know it. Um, it was Alabama, Ohio State in the national championship game. 
who is the best defense they faced? That they they struggled against a, a, a defense. Uh, oh, Ohio State. Yeah. No. Whoever it was. They actually struggled a little bit against Georgia. <laughs> well, um, so <laughs> and then when you turn around and look at what what Georgia wants to do. Um, we we need to prepare ourselves for the situation where Georgia comes out, runs the football competently because they're trying to shorten shorten the game, shorten the field, because we feel like that's the best way to win the football game. There is an entirely a world, and I'm not making this a prediction, there's an entirely a world where Georgia wins this football game 30-27. Uh, some combination of the running backs have uh, 160 yards rushing. Uh, two more, uh, some combination of running backs have close to 100 yards receiving. Uh, and the the overwhelming narrative Monday morning, Sunday morning, Monday morning is Kirby ain't learned, <laughs> right? There's a world that where that happens, and I think I think it's I think it's fine for you to prepare yourself for that right now. Um, now I'm I'm not willing to say that is wrong, but if it gets us a win on Saturday night, uh, whatever you race that ain't boys, I don't care, right? I mean, um, I, I don't. Th- if Georgia wins this game, if anyone's like, well, he should have done it this way mm. the other way, I feel like they're I, – I, 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 my patience for them will be very – this is a huge win. Like, if you can pull this off, you know, and that's the thing is I don't – You're underselling. You're underselling your, your brother in the media's willingness to, to pander. Yeah, but I think uh, I uh, would agree, but I would also uh, argue that you're overselling uh, any Georgia fan given a sh- if they win this game, and uh, myself included, <laughs> like you win this game, fair. That's you, fair. You, you Although win. there'll be a lot of clicks <laughs> and a lot of angry comments. Like, like, like they, they would like the thing about Kirby and whether we'll see if it works. But like the thing now that he has to prove to these people is not so much that he's willing to throw to throw or go crazy. It's that he'll do whatever it takes to win, even if it goes against his nature as a defensive guy. Or you think he just lets Munkin do his thing if it's rolling? I mean, or is he getting the rolling, headset? The, 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 it's, it's really if it's rolling, yes. But the real issue is if it mucks Doesn't, up a right. little, then does he like okay, we're manballing it now? And like that, because again, the thing about Munkin's stuff is it doesn't work as well if you're down fourteen zero. <laughs> like a lot, like the, the the whole thing with that is like, like the whole idea of what Munkin's doing is he's airing it out. But like the reason I think that the fit can work in its ideal way is like George is still never going to be Mike Leach, right? right? Like it's still never like they're still they have a they've got a huge offensive line they've got great running backs the idea that they're, and they're just going to air it out like crazy like it's Munkin like like it's Munkin and the, the combination of Munkin and the talent that they have that's been recruited in a way that Kirby sees the world that's a very potent combination the trick is to make sure it works and the problem is is if the first quarter comes and Daniel struggles a little bit or someone you know, you get a couple dumb mistakes, or someone misses an assignment, or so on, and you fall behind. You know, you fall behind a little bit. Do they stick with it, or if it's let's say it's uh, Georgia gets a gets an early lead on a turnover or something, uh, does Kirby shut it down? Like that. That to me is that's the more question for that. I honestly don't care what happens if they win, <laughs> and so I and I think that's the problem. 
if Georgia wins against Alabama in the SEC championship game, or you're saying win Alabama, ugly, yeah. If they win, the point is if they win against Alabama in the national championship game, or against Alabama in the SEC championship game. I just don't think this whole idea that Kirby just needs to man ball and won't change. I don't think that narrative. Like the reason it's the narrative is because he hasn't won one yet, and they need something to club him with. That's why the narrative exists. Not so much that they think that he only wants to run the ball and he only wants to man ball it. I think he has that tendency, but I don't think that's why they club him with it. They club yeah. him with it because he hasn't won one, right. and they need something to club him with. They can't club him with recruiting. No, and and they and they can't and you know and they can't club them with the fact that it's obviously the best program in the SEC East, and obviously and they can't club them with it because because he's losing to terrible teams every year. Nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty. Like I heard one of the someone said that like someone said like uh, they they affiliated their like playoff picks all the way through, and they said when Georgia always loses that game, it's not supposed to lose, which feels like really outdated information. Yes, South Carolina, but otherwise, is there one like is there one in the last four years where you're like oh well, that's we, sh- we shouldn't have lost to Auburn. We beat him two weeks later. Yeah, I mean, like, like that felt like that. Felt like, I get that that was a criticism. Back we shouldn't have lost to LSU. Yeah. Oh wait, but like that, like there is there is a holding George's feet to the fire that they haven't won a championship, and there is a hanging on to a thing that when you were a young sports writer and everyone made fun of Georgia for that. Uh, they used to do that with Clemson, Clemsoning. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. and nobody says Clemson anymore. Right, they won one. Right. Well, you're not wrong in saying that there is an element of. Of um, because Kirby hadn't won one, that that's the trope they go to. Um, my point is, is like there is a there's totally a world where Georgia does this as a matter of um, of strategy. Um, I mean, I think I, I that's not that's not my approach. That's not what my approach would be. Of course, I don't get paid three million dollars a year to coach football um, yet. Yet, um, but. You know, Georgia's, um, I mean, Clemson's defensive line is something else, right? Uh, their matter of fact, defensive front seven's really, really, really stout. Um, I, I, to me, the wild card in this game is how we space receivers out and what we do with our running backs. Um, we running backs, especially passing the football. Because um, I think yeah, we. You've been, you've been keying on that all yeah, preseason. I just, I just think we we have opportunities. Even if even if Washington doesn't play, I don't think he's playing. Uh, with Fitzpatrick back, uh, you create serious issues for uh, a receiver. I'm sorry, with a uh, a linebacker if he is trying to figure out what to do with John Fitzpatrick versus um, James Cook, for example. Two totally different body types, two totally different speeds, two totally different skill sets. Right? Because I mean, you could think. Let's say, for instance, if, and I'm by no means offensive coordinator, but let's say you, you line Fitzpatrick up in, in a normal tight end slot. You put Cook in a, an H-back or a, a slot receiver uh, spot. Well, okay, let's say you run a, a quick end with Cook. You do a crossing route with Fitzpatrick, and you run a, a quick sideline pattern with him. Well, if you're a linebacker, you think I'm like, well, there's no chance they're going to make him run to the strong side of the field. He's he's a big old tight end, right? Well, meanwhile, on the inside, you have someone looking at Cook who, okay, I better cheat him outside because if this guy gets outside of me, that's seven points or six points. You just have opportunity for mismatches. Uh, and that's not to say Clemson doesn't have the same opportunities as well. I just 
offensively, I like our opportunities to score points, which is why the 52 points feels really weird to me uh, because I, I I personally think 35 – it takes 35 points to win this football game, right? It it, it feels like more than 28 does. Um, so, you know, it, you know, if you're at – I mean, 52 points, you're talking about – 26, 28, yeah, 28, 24 is 52 points, right? So. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever you say. I need scientific notation. Yeah, it's like, well, hey, we'll, hey, we'll have Chad check that. Hey, Seth, check that. Y'all <laughs> uh, drink. Well, don't, so, you think, don't you think uh, most of that uh, kind of keys in on what Munkin wants to do, and that's explosive plays, and how towards the end of last season when Daniels took over, the explosive plays – happened more frequently, much more frequently than at the beginning of the year when they really were maybe getting only even one game, they were they only had four explosive plays against Kentucky. You know, that was kind of just a slugfest, you know, fourteen to three win. Um, but with Daniels in there, South Carolina, twelve explosive plays. Missouri seventeen. Cincinnati twelve. But in the same breath, think about how they started versus Arkansas, where they were given up almost as many explosive right. plays as they had. But then again, they used, what, three quarterbacks in that game? Or was it two? Just two. They did just use two. But it was... I mean, <laughs> it felt like eight. <laughs> I mean, even though, even though Georgia won 37-10, it was close at halftime in that game. So, you know, first game of the year, um, you know, you, you kind of makes you wonder, are they going to pick up from where they left off right. in the Peach Bowl, having 12 explosive plays, versus Missouri having 17 or is it going to be more towards the beginning of last season uh, with with less than 10 a game? It's funny. We talked about this a little bit last week with the notion of if the thing that people like about Georgia and the, thing, the same thing they like about Oklahoma, which is they've got the two quarterbacks. They have experienced quarterbacks come back. But the thing about experience is that you get experience. Like no one by week seven would be like, wow, what an inexperienced quarterback that Clemson has. Mm-hmm. Another dude that started six games and has been around for a while. Ohio State. And what you're, really, what you're really talking about is week one. Week one or week two, like by week four, no one like whatever the name, the name of that dude that Ohio State's got as their quarterback. Like the ones if they beat Minnesota, I couldn't tell you the name. Yeah, of I forgot. Ohio I've got his name. And but again, but but you'll know it by week four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that that's the way it generally kind of works. That this is the thing about DJ Ugalalele. I think you added a syllable, but that's, that's fine. fine. No, no, D and J, and <laughs> that's all there is. Like, each of those are just one syllable. Um, is, like, he was, I mean, clearly, we've seen more of him mm-hmm. than, I mean, you could make an argument. Have we seen three more games of Daniels than we've seen of him? How many games did Daniels start last year? Four. Five? Four. Plus Cincinnati, or we can't Cincinnati. That's, Cincinnati. Yeah. that's four. So yeah. he started two? One, of, one was against Notre Dame? No, I'm talking about DJ. How many oh, games did he start? He started last two last year. I'm okay, sorry. so he's got two fewer Uber games. Okay, yeah. he's got, yeah, he's got, he's got, got two fewer games. games. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what's crazy is, is everybody's willing to say, "Well, it's Clemson; uh, he'll be fine," right? Without even thinking about whether or not, and and that has everything to do with scheme, right? Yeah. And which is why we've talked twenty minutes about whether or not Curry's willing to let go of handball, yeah. right? Because Clemson has had like, Tony Elliott is, is known for the free willing offense he runs. And I'm not saying Uwe Ngalele is not the one. I'm just going to say it 17 different ways anyway. <laughs> That's fine. That's uh, fine. 
Uwe Let's do it now because again, yeah. Well, after Saturday, we won't have to say. We won't have to. Well, and we'll know it until like, January. We're going to hear it about four hundred times on Saturday. Uwe so. Angalele. We'll have it. There's no in. Uwe Angalele. There's no in in that name. Ugilele. Ugilele. Okay, DJ Danielze. Danielze. <laughs> so I, I think, I think part of the reason Clemson is getting a pass with a quarterback with less experience. We keep forgetting JT started for another Power Five team. Right. Is mm-hmm. those starts for the other Power Five team? Yeah. It well, wasn't bad, by the way. I think he, it's good. But it wasn't him. great. He was right. replacement value. Right. Um, and that's something that uh, the guys at Solid Verbal talked about a, a great deal. It's like. One of the one of the guys on the solid verbal is kind of in on Georgia and one's not, and he's like, "Hey, I, did, I wasn't really impressed by them." So very smart people are in on Georgia. Yeah, Bill Conley, for example, um, Bear Sally, for example, uh, people that are are not unwilling to. Bear Sally, by the way, is he he called Georgia's 2017 season. Um, he also, I think he's had the number one before the season another time. Since yeah, he has, yeah, he has. He has. <laughs> um, but, but we were. I mean, the thing about we weren't, we weren't. It wasn't. It wasn't last year. Far right. be it from me to suggest that Barrett Sali may think somewhat self-promotionally in his preseason predictions, but like a great way to look like a cool pundit is to pick Georgia to win the national championship the year that Georgia wins the national championship. It's a great way to look like a smart guy. It's good Just branding. Saying. It's good branding. Um, but I'm not. Far be it from me. Okay, but like nobody remembers if you picked Alabama and Alabama wins. Like nobody cares. Yeah, like I was watching game day last week, and Herb Street comes out there and rolls out the four teams that are always in it. Yeah, you know, it's like, but 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 I would argue that is much more intellectually honest. That's what I'm saying. I guess yeah, what, like that that to me, like I actually respect that because a lot of times when people are do, like you're seeing Iowa State, is it a like lot trying to right pick now? something crazy in the NCAA tournament? Because you look smart. Like you look smart if you like listen. The athletic, I, I picked Baylor this year. The athletic the Baylor this year. Yeah, that worked out. And my, in my, in oh, my in basketball. That's yeah, basketball. Like, yeah, that's a bad <laughs> worked out. Yeah, um, exactly. But like, that's the thing is that like, I, the athletic did all. They had all their 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 big names uh, pick their their big four, and Stu Mandel, who you know, other than being a Northwestern guy and had, having a long time, mild simmering, but mostly cordial uh, 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 rivalry with me, I suppose, um, uh, is he picked the four teams, the top four teams, mm-hmm. which is. If you're being I saw honest, bowl projections. Today. If you're being honest, like maybe maybe you put Georgia in one of those, but otherwise you're just trying to get cute. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're picking just, Iowa State to beat Oklahoma yeah. twice. And I, right? the only one I saw that I thought made a little bit of sense. Someone's had Texas A&M, which makes a certain amount of sense in that like Texas A&M wins all of their games but loses to Alabama. And let's say Georgia loses to Clemson and loses and then to Alabama. Alabama. You put Texas maybe, A&M. Like, yeah. that, I get that. That yeah. makes a certain amount of sense. But like otherwise. I'm sorry, is there any more sport in the world other than maybe Premier League soccer where picking chalk is the right call than college football? Like, and so, lately, lately. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that's what I'm saying is I do see that a lot when people pick Georgia. It feels like everybody knows, or at least everybody feels, that Georgia's going to get one at some point. They want to be able to win this. They, they want to be the one that yeah. says they got one. Yeah. So. We'll be that guy. 
We are going to be that guy. So I don't um, think we get credit for. We run a Georgia podcast. I don't think they'll be like, "Whoa, the daring!" <laughs> like, Speak for yourself. I am a I'm a hardcore on um, broken podcast. Hey Tony, wouldn't you say? I mean, we've talked about offense and defense, but wouldn't you say maybe a true advantage that Georgia has in this game is special teams? I'm not only special teams, not yeah. only the guy coaching them. Uh, but our punter, I think this year is going to probably have a Ray guy season, and then Jackpod. That's yeah. his, that's his um, that's his official yeah, wanted okay. nickname. Jackpod uh, seems to be the second coming of uh, Hot Rod. So uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, Brother Wilma Champ. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not ready to give him his diploma, but I had somebody say to me today something that I found to be extraordinarily uh, intelligent and smart. It's like. Dabo might have Jesus, but we got Will Muschamp. <laughs> um, and I can't take credit for that. Casey Dillard said that. So, um, but I will say there is there is an element to, there is a game within the game there uh, when you start talking about Will Muschamp uh, because he is an extraordinarily smart defensive line. We can debate. We can debate his losing his mind on the sideline. We can debate him being coach and waiting in forever and ad nauseum at Texas. We can we can talk about his time as Florida's head coach. Thank you for your service. <laughs> we can thank you. We talked to his time uh, in running South Carolina into a program where they're starting a graduate <laughs> assistant, uh, former OC, uh, OC being Oconee County quarterback, uh, graduate assistant as a, a, for the a, gradu- a graduate assistant. If you haven't uh, heard, we appreciate your service. Um, <laughs> But the reality is, is having Will Muschamp, who we forget faced that Clemson team five years in a row, um, there is an element there that you can't overlook. Um, I am willing to say that Kirby's evolution to a CEO-style coach uh, is, um, is bolstered by having someone he trusts in the assistant room the way he implicitly trusts Will Muschamp. Uh, I, I could look back again. I could be February twenty two. I'm like, I cannot believe he let that son of a bitch on. <laughs> right? I could, I could very well be that way. But the reality is, is like, are are, are you muting me? No, 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 no. Uh, no I'm trying. Oh, we're going to gonna watch EPL. But you hey, still have you noticed talking. that something works out here. Yeah, thanks it's, it's, to, it's, thanks it's, to it's, the the the, the mind of uh, Vox Hockey. Oh, thank you, Vox Hockey. League. Um, so my TV's working. So. Getting to the defensive side of the ball, we start talking about what Brent Venables tries to do. He's going to blitz all downs. He does not emotional blitz. He blitz as a matter of philosophy. One of the best quarterbacks in the nation last year, small sample size, against pressure was JT Daniels. Um, past, past performance does not predict future mm-hmm. results, uh, although there is an element of um, experience there that you, you need to be excited about. Um, I, also, and I think it's, it bears mentioning, everybody's like, oh, but Pickens is hurt and Washington's out. It's like, you know, um, Eric Gilbert won't play. It's like, uh, I didn't think Eric Gilbert was going to be on the team in May. I still felt pretty much the same way about this game I did before, minus Darnell Washington probably, um, because we knew we knew Pickens wasn't playing. And we knew Burton probably wouldn't play. Um so I think it's going to be interesting. By the way, Clemson secondary, young, new. Um, it's interesting how mirror image defensively the two teams are, right? Super strong front, one or two, 1A, 1B uh, defensive line, 1A or 1 and 2 
linebackers. And then you get the backfield that's like, yeah, we got some guys back there. They're great recruits, and a few of them have experience. I think having Darion Kendrick, you know, everybody's like, well, he can't help you that much. Well, he ain't playing for the other team, guys. So I'll take that. I might not disagree with you Sunday morning, but I'll take that. Um, And offensively, offensively, I just – I think there's a lot of great narrative there about what you want to talk about with two California kids playing uh, for your football team. Um, But – for the two football teams, I'll take a guy that started nine, ten college football games over the guy that started two mm-hmm. every time. That's it's, just the way I feel. So, you know, with, with you talking about Muschamp, I was immediately thinking, like, will there be a potential gift, maybe not this game, but sometime during the season of Kirby and Muschamp having rage strokes at the same time, maybe at each other, at separate people, but maybe in the same frame of the camera. That would be amazing. If Mushroom does a bad job, will Kirby just a mess with him, making his holdback coach? <laughs> What's Scott Sinclair going to do? Oh, Scott Sinclair could be Will's holdback coach. Yeah. Two holdback coaches. just a human centipede of coaches uh, <laughs> holding each other back from the field. Uh, the the, the Muschamp subplot is an entertaining one. I don't. I don't think there's any. Uh, yeah. I, look. I. He's a smart dude. He's a smart. He's well, a smart let's dude. Not panic. Uh, <laughs> talking, talking crazy. So, but, but sure I, I don't disagree with you that he is an extraordinarily smart defensive football coach. Yeah, and that's all you're asking to do, which is coach special teams. By the way, don't take a safety on the first punt. Oh, yes. Nebraska. Wow. I was uh, going to say, I heard you're a Ray guy. Nobody's touching Blake Hayes. Nobody's <laughs> touching Illinois' Blake Hayes. He had a great day. Um, so we have talked a lot of we've we've talked a lot of things. We've uh, butchered crazy interference. Really. Yeah, from something. Maybe it's the TV. It's probably the Nationals uh, Cardinals game. My phone's yeah. all the way over here. It's probably your Google phone. What's my my Google phone's under my leg? What? What's that mean? There we go. Seriously? Seriously? Huh? Um, yeah, it's funny. Okay, so where were we? Okay. Hey guys. Welcome to Waiting Since Last Night Podcast. <laughs> hey, so let me tell you what it was like at the Illini game. The Illini game was amazing. Um, Please no. <laughs> um, so so we, we butchered DJ's name several times, and we've talked around. Um, I, I, I think it is worth mentioning that, um, you know, Georgia, Scott, you brought up special teams like 75 minutes ago. Um, I, I mean, special team-wise, I think we are probably – uh, above them, which I, I guess I'm probably asking for several fumbles in saying that. But um, if the game comes down to a last second field goal or a field position game, I like our chances. Yeah. Um, I don't think it will, but if it does, I like our chances. Oh, you don't think this game's going to be close? Field positions, what right, I'm saying. Right. Uh, it doesn't feel like a field position game. Yeah. I, I by the way, take the over, guys. Yes. I, I know. It's like Win that money. money, baby. Amen. So do you want to do fun office pools? We don't have. Do we have fun factoids for? Uh, I do have. Remember, I was going to do this last. Let's one. Let's do the factoids. Well, okay. I think fun. I always thought we do fun office yeah, that's pools right. last. I'm, yeah, but I'm Scott. Scott will put the fun office pools yeah. in the link in the thing. We have 150 or so of y'all. Uh, I've tweeted a couple times. It's been retweeted, but get in. We uh, all the games are Saturday games. Uh, we'll start this week. Trivia, here's my here's my fun trivia question. Oh yeah, please. Uh, what was Georgia's last home football game that we? Who did they play in the last home football game that we got? 
That, that we what? The, the home, Georgia's last home football game. Was it, was it Vanderbilt? Mississippi was it Vanderbilt? That's right, because it was canceled. Mississippi State. On November yeah. 21st, my yeah. son's uh, ninth birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been a while, because also the last two games after that were road games. Yeah. yeah. And then Vanderbilt was canceled. So y'all are going to have to bear with me. I wrote these notes last week when I was preparing for the wrong week. So, uh, so the Illinois and Nebraska changed every, the answers to everything? Changed everything? Probably not, but I haven't looked at this in over a week. For so. the record, before we do that, yeah. I want to give a little love to uh, Scott, who did a ranking <laughs> on the WSLS podcast website that you should all go see. I not only enjoyed it, I actually found myself agreeing with all of your calls. Really? Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was pretty—I thought it was a very solid rank. It, was, uh, it, it got a little controversial with my family. Yeah, um, you made the right call at one. Yeah, no, you definitely no. made the right call. At one. The, the two three yeah, part, yeah. Um, because uh, yeah, I, it's hard. Right? It is. Yeah. I was trying. I think I got a little too cute because I'm not an experienced writer. I can make you a video. I can take your photos. Oh, I like it. But when it comes to writing, uh, I was really I, focused on. Uh, you were talking the, to a professional writer. I enjoyed the piece. First. Well, good. I appreciate it. that. Means a lot to me. Um, the funny, the funny part of it was uh, I, I wrote it on Sunday and I finished it on Monday. And then when Walker, my my middle son, got home. Uh, I was like, "Hey, look! I wrote this and everything." He's he's he, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, so he starts scrolling, kind of nodding and kind of commenting, like, "Oh, I like that helmet and everything." He gets to three. He's like, "Huh?" He sees Georgia at three, and then he gets to two, where I put Tennessee at two. Yeah. I mean, I, that might that might live with me forever, but I'm fine with it. And he was like, "This is trash." Put it on there. And I, I, by his son. I've like not my, looked at it yet. Well, who do you have as one? Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska's a great call. So Nebraska's a We know what the N stands for, right? Knowledge. <laughs> the, the, the reasoning behind... I did not use that joke this weekend enough. I used it plenty of times, but not enough. So the reasoning behind that was that when I was watching Illinois, Nebraska, it, it, because I'm always uniform guy, I was, yeah. I was struck by, I was like, these helmets are awesome, and it's just one letter. They're iconic, yeah. And so I started searching, and there's only 14, based on my criteria, that, that qualify for it. And so I went and ranked... All 14, and I think, and this is where I got. And I 14 got some, was correct as well. It was? Yeah, because Northwestern. So, Screw Northwestern. But I tried to get a little too cute, and I, I, in hindsight, maybe I should have put Georgia too. But you know what? I The reason why, let me, let me explain to you all when you all read the, the piece. That's so cool. It's I, a piece. I have a piece. It's a piece. When you all read it, um, I didn't say anything uh, complimentary, really, except one sentence about Tennessee's helmet. And then um, the part that isn't there is that I went to a high school for two years, Tucker High School, and they had the same branding. And I was always fascinated as a kid growing up looking at that as the high school that was in yeah. my city. So I think that was there, there was a little bit of a bias uh, from that point. This might be the only th- nice thing you ever hear me say about Eastern Tennessee, uh, be- besides it protects us from uh, southwestern Virginia, <laughs> is that uh, the font and the size of the T on the helmet is perfect for that program. Yep. Take that to mean what you think it means. <laughs> I think we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, speaking of speaking of the uh, the website, I I will get a um, a game time prediction for the rest of the season up by the end of the week. If providing Scott gets it put up, I got to send it to him. But I'm I'm working on that. Okay. And last thing on this. Mm-hmm. Um, the sports or, web, or the website. I get emails a lot asking where people can find those old Georgia pieces. Mm-hmm. I was actually I still have them because you can get them through archive.org and those sports on earth is currently not active. Uh, I actually thought what we might do is Georgia has three wins this year. 
Clemson, Florida, and the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if they lose one of those, we'll mark it off to, to the winning the SEC championship game, or winning the playoff game. But I want to repost each one of the three major. Pieces, oh yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah. On, the, on WSLS, if we get, if they get a win, yep. yep. I like, I like it. That. So look for that Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> right, sure. Probably not Monday morning. No. It's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. All right, so um, this is just some um, quirky, not really trivia, it's just schedule-related and everything. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm reading this basically for the first time because I wrote it a week ago. Um, so can, can either one of you all tell me the last time – I'm was fascinated. i fascinated by dates of okay. when mm-hmm. things are played. So I found this interesting. Uh, the last time that Georgia played on September 4th. Georgia's playing this weekend on September 4th. See, um, I see. Five years, uh, six years ago, I there was say, a yeah. there was a leap year or two in there, yeah. and it, I would say sixteen. So the I'd say fifteen. Last time, the, this is going to blow your mind. Last time Georgia played on September fourth was twenty ten. Oh wow! They beat Louisiana Lafayette fifty five to seven. We're not going to talk about their record that season. Mm. Louisiana that was, Lafayette's or Georgia's? Georgia's. It was not great. It was not great. Um, but interesting. This is only the fifth time in history that Georgia will play on September fourth, which really? I found mind boggling. Huh. Because huh. And as I went back through the dates, well, if you think back to like the. The 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, they didn't start till like two yeah. weeks after Labor Day. Oh, I guess And even when it, we yeah. were in school, well, I was in school in the 90s, you were in school in the 80s. Yeah. So dig, but it didn't come through that way. No, we, had, we always had Labor Day games. Right. I mean, I remember UCLA but, and Georgia played on ABC on Labor Day week but, in 85 or 6. There were times four, when, you know, Georgia wouldn't start till the 7th. Or the eighth, even in the nineties. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So they they played on September fourth in two thousand four. They beat Georgia Southern forty eight to twenty eight. I remember the game. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine. They beat um, Utah State thirty eight to seven. And then nineteen ninety three was the first time they ever played on September fourth. Um, they beat South Carolina. No, <clears throat> they lost to South Carolina twenty three twenty one. But that was a that was probably. Par for the course in the mid nineties. It was not great. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. What is this one? Okay, so this will <laughs> what? Yeah. play your game. What is it? So we, we've already made note that uh, Georgia is 42, 18, and four all time versus Clemson. We made note of that about four or five podcasts ago. This is the eleventh time that Georgia opens a season versus Clemson. Okay, eleventh. So considering they've played ten times before, can you tell me Georgia's record? Versus opening Clemson, the opening the season mm. versus Clemson. Remember, overall record is 42, 18, and 4. Can I make a guess while he's thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Georgia is up 5, 4, 1. 5, 4, and 1. I think we played them more than that opening the season. No, it's 10. We played them 10 times. You said 10 times? That was the one part I knew. Oh, okay. (laughs) Did you say that? I've said it three times by now. Very much. Let's see. All right, let me think about this. One, two, I'll, I'll, I'll do it slower. Four. <laughs> Four. I will this go. This is like when Alexa can't figure out what she's going to order, so I'll order first because <laughs> I don't. You know, you're supposed to let the woman order sure, first, sure. but it takes her a really long time. So I'll be like, I would like, like Mr. Bean or the something, pasta bouillonnaise, <laughs> just to like really slowly, and then ask for a bunch of weird substitutions, and then change my mind just so she's got time to figure out what she wants. <laughs> I will see seven and three. Close. George is eight and two. Eight, eight and two. Okay. Wow. Versus Clemson. Yeah, I, I was, lost in thirteen. I was counting back. That, like, that was one of the. That also, was the, the only three. time these teams have ever played as top ten teams. 
Really? Really? No, that can, no. no Eighty. According to as opened as opened as okay, okay. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, they played. They played as top ten. That was a crushing loss. Eighty one. It was not great. It was when we lost Malcolm Mitchell to a celebration when he tore his ACL. Yeah. Yeah, they lost thirty eight to thirty five. Yeah, my first first Georgia game as a Georgian. Um, and they also lost in nineteen oh three. Okay. To Clemson, they lost twenty nine to nothing. But those are the only two losses. There was, a, there was a good string of opening season wins there. Yeah, yeah. The first time Georgia and Clemson played was eighteen ninety seven. Okay, Georgia won twenty four yeah. to nothing. I was not born yet. Um, Despite what you think. The other interesting thing is, out of those ten games, they've only played two of them in Clemson. The rest have been in Athens. In Columbus. In Columbus. Well, but not opening. Not opening. So the thirty and zero game, thirty to zero game, mm-hmm. and then the the loss, the thirty eight to 35. oh thirty eight thirty five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So someone needs to look at how many times Clemson has beat Georgia in Clemson, which probably isn't that often. It's not that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. Are there any more fun game notes? What? Yeah. Are you are you moving on to something else? Or are you moving just on to one more? Okay. One more thing. Because I have a couple. Oh. Because I have the Jordan. I have the game notes. He's got the game notes. Excellent. I, I didn't look them up. This is not going to be in the game notes. Um. So, <laughs> I looked at uh, how many marbles am I? I have no idea what Debbie right Swinney's middle name is. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the, this is the way my mind works. After I was going through that, I was like, Hmm. Clemson's playing an SEC team. They play South Carolina as well. What is Clemson's record versus all 14 ah. SEC teams? Oh. Forever? Forever and ever and ever. Well, they are well, how many games? So there, how many games there is one Alabama. SEC team that Clemson has never faced. Missouri? No, they've played Missouri. I'm going to say they've never played... I'm going to say they've never played Mississippi State. What's your guess, Tony? I said Missouri. Oh, <laughs> see, I'm not paying attention now. <laughs> Both of y'all are close in geography, but incorrect. They've never played Arkansas. Hmm. Okay. Clemson and Arkansas. You'd think Danny Ford, with the yeah. connection there, they would have maybe had a you know buy-in game with him or something. Um, so the other question I have is, how many SEC teams does Clemson have a winning record against? Okay. Definitely South Carolina. Correct. They are 71, 42, and 4 versus South Carolina. Definitely not Georgia, as previously established. Correct. I'm going to say, so it's 13 teams they played. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say six. I'm going to say three. Two. Oh, wow. Okay. Clemson and Missouri. They're three okay. and one versus Missouri. Every single other SEC team they're either tied with or have a losing rate. And yes, Vanderbilt, they are one and three versus Vanderbilt. Say, to be fair, there's not they don't have more than three or four games against a lot of them, right? Oh sure, yeah. The last time they played Vandy was nineteen sixty. This okay. is also a reminder oh, that like for this whole notion of wow, in college football, if you're not one of the top three or four teams, you don't even have a chance. Clemson was not one of the top three or four teams. Not very long ago, <laughs> and 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 so I don't know. It feels like like Clemson. I think I saw an athletic piece about this a couple of years ago, but the idea that like who's the next who's the next Clemson? 
a team that like is not a traditional massive power. Like good, obviously, but not someone you put in like the top five every year that can get up to that place to be the top five every year. We always talk about this in the Big Ten. Wisconsin is sort of as this like huge contender, but twenty years ago, Wisconsin was Northwestern. Wisconsin was Illinois. Yeah. Twenty years ago. And they've just built themselves up in the Alvarez right. era into that. So right. you can build yourself up if it just it just takes a long time. Yeah. The you only, need a Burt to get you up. The last bit on that, the only team Clemson has never beat that they played in the SEC is Mississippi. They're 0-2. 0-2. Yeah. Last okay. time they played was 1933. So. Oh, okay. So. Um, okay, so here's a couple of my fun facts about right. Clemson things. Uh, this is the first time since I moved here, only, excuse me, the second time since I moved here. 13. Uh, uh, in 2013, that there has been an opening game. I feel like I sense some Illinois-Nebraska erasure. But there's been an opening game between two top five teams. Okay. It was in 2017. Who were the teams? Top five and 17. I believe it was in, I feel like it was maybe in Jerry World. Oh, it was Alabama, Michigan? Alabama is one of them. USC. Florida State is correct. What? Florida State is correct. They were top. DeAndre Francois got hurt that game. Oh, that's right. They broke him in half. Broke him in half. So, I mean... Florida State, to be fair, that's not what made Florida State bad that year. They they were not going to be good, but their offensive line was shit. But which is why DeAndre Francois is now selling insurance in Opelika. Uh, Clemson is uh, has a is going for its fourth What's the other one? What's that? No, that's the only one. The other one is oh, you said, oh this yeah okay. Georgia uh, Clemson. Okay. Yes, uh, Clemson's trying to win its fourteenth ever game against a top five team. Okay. How many of them have been? How many of those thirteen have been with Dabo? Uh, eight. Sounds good to me. Eight. Ten. Wow. Ten of thirteen. So before he. That is remarkable. Yeah. It, but how many are against <laughs> Georgia? Five. I, I don't have that one. But um, so eight, thirteen, yeah. six. All the rest of them had to be pretty much Georgia or that one against South Carolina when George Rogers won the Heisman, right? In eighty, yeah. I mean, so, and wow. the last one I think is fun here. This is uh, Clemson is playing a top five team for the first time in school history for three straight games hmm. because they had they had yeah. uh, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, so they had uh, last two were Notre Dame and Ohio State. Okay, and then uh, another Georgia. Who they got next week? <laughs> uh, not a top five team. Yeah, <laughs> oh, some Ge- have some week? jabroni. Georgia. They Tech. have South Carolina State. Oh. Uh, not Georgia Tech. They're the Bulldogs, I think. Then they get Georgia Tech. They do get Georgia Tech the week after that. Yeah. Who will likely not be in the top five? Probably will not be in the top five. So, all right. Well, this is fun. Schools. I'm glad we get to do this again. I think I, I feel like I got to. I had, I've got my head little my little Scott Junior hat on. Oh, I love with, it. Uh, I love it. I like answering the questions. It's, you're not I wish Tony would do a little extra legwork and come yeah. up with some. I can make some stuff up. <laughs> no, it's right. fine. I literally put out the Clemson notes just so I'd be able to pronounce that dude. See, but nobody. I still got it. There's Doesn't no Georgia happen. podcast that's going to find Clemson's record versus SEC teams. <laughs> I do not disagree. All right. You want to get into picks? We do have a Friday game. Oh, we do have and a, a Monday game. game. Yeah, that's the LSU. Uh, I'm sorry, Louisiana. Louisville, Monday is Louisville, Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, which I'm going to with my dad. Yep. ACC Friday night. Oh, this is uh, North Mac Carolina. Mac Brown game? visits yeah, uh, not Frank Beamer. Virginia Tech. Yeah. Justin Fuente. Fuente. He's still there. 
He is. I, you're surprised as Scott Frost says that he's not fired yet. <laughs> no, like Frost, that's the dude I thought that was going to work there. Like I did. Oh, think I didn't think was Frost was going to work. I thought Fuente. I would. thought Fuente was going to work. So uh, UNC is favored by five and a half. They're ranked tenth in the country. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Virginia Tech will win. I'm sticking with Mac Brown. I'm going to stick with the fighting Mac Brown. The, the Nebraska Illinois game was a good reminder that like when a coach doesn't have it going. It ain't going. Just kind of mm-hmm. doesn't have it going, and like honestly, other than we talked this before, other than football, who has turned it around? Has like, he? when does that happen? Who's who looked like he was going to get fired and then did something great? Now, I, not that he's not off the hot seat now, but like he won a national championship. Absolutely. Like I mean, you get you get that forever. Mm-hmm. Dabo, and was 14? he in trouble? I don't know. It's, I mean, losing 77 in the Sugar Bowl is not great. <laughs> yeah, but he was in the or Sugar Orange Bowl, Bowl wherever, wherever it was. It was. Yeah. Anyway. Foreshadowing on your pick? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got UNC as well. Um, then on Saturday at noon, big noon kickoff. It's spread out. Per- the games are spread out perfectly. Oh, my God, what a on day. Saturday. Oh, what a day. Oh, it's spread out perfectly. Whether, Other Char- fact- Whether Charlotte's going to be like 87. Yeah. Oh. Other than the fact that Illinois plays at the exact same time as Georgia, the games are spread out perfectly. Illinois will be up big by third quarter. This is not big noon kickoff, but they are kicking off at noon. Uh, Army visits Atlanta and that plays Georgia, Georgia State. State. Georgia State. That would be a fun game to go to. Ar- seeing, Army, Absolutely. You know, seeing Army play at the that. old Turner Field is kind of a cool yeah. idea. Yeah. I, uh, I think Georgia State wins that game. Georgia I'm, State's low-key good in the Sun Belt. So. I'm taking Army. I'm going to take the middies. That's, that's Navy. That's, That's right. I'm going to take the Black Knights. You can go with that. Wow. It's been a while. I'm, I'm rusty. We're rusty. It's okay. Yeah. We'll stretch out a little bit. We'll stretch that time. The midshipman. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, another plain-looking helmet. Notre Dame visits <laughs> FSU. That's one of the most iconic helmets. I'm not. You're not wrong. So, okay. when, I did, you know, when I did the I already filled up my front office pools. Yeah. And, I, and I originally had this game in the middle, but I was like, man, if Notre Dame loses this game, that like that changes a whole bunch of conversations. They're winning this game, and I think they're winning big. But like, I, they're not as big a favorites as I might have thought. They no, were. that's because seven and a half. Yeah, that's because former Wisconsin Jack who Cone, did not win. Yeah. Jack Cone did not win the starting position. Jack Cone yeah. is now the starting quarterback for uh, no, the the Fighting Irish. Wow. So I mean, if Notre Dame loses that, that game, there's a whole a whole bunch of different conversations that start. I I think Notre Dame. I just want to see Brian right. Kelly's press conference if they lose it. Yeah, yeah, from the top of a scissor line. But I'm going to pick Notre Dame. I pick Notre Dame as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, La Lafayette goes to Austin. Uh, Texas God. is favored by nine and a half. Speaking of the conversations, Texas might not be back. Yeah. That's a super tough game for your first game. Number 23 game. versus number 21. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Top 25 matchup. Super tough game against wow. uh, for, for a dude in his first 430 kickoff. I'll get provocative. I'll call Louisiana. I'm not afraid. I'm going to go ahead and pick Texas, but it would be amusing if Texas loses. Oh, wow. There I'm going to no be answer. unbearable. I want to be game. in the top of the rankings this year, so I'm going to go with Texas. <laughs> I, I think Good Texas with that. is my Wait, thought. Who won last year? I don't remember. I don't oh, I do remember. Did you? I did win. Wow. It is my thought. Uh, you should do a podcast. When, for whenever Texas gets into the SEC, they have serious Miami in the ACC potential. Like, oh, they're going to be a big deal in here, and then never, good point. ever win it. Okay, no one in the conference thinks Texas is going to be a big deal. We think they are going to be um, 
a revenue producer. <laughs> I mean, who? It'll be a fun actually, place to no visit. One, there's no one now. Think about. There's no one in the conference like Texas, right? Huge brand who is was relevant in the '90s and early 2000s. Who are recruiting below potential? There's terrible turf in the field. Their stadium's too big. Oh, Tennessee. <laughs> um, so. Okay. Do they have any? Do they have any coaches, uh, players, fathers with nine and a half fingers? I'm just just asking the question. <laughs> the spread is nine and a half. <laughs> Baby, everything comes full circle. <laughs> and y'all thought you were getting a whole five podcast about me making was, a consortiuming joke. That was a beautiful thing that just happened. God, it's all it's all synergy up in here. All right, uh, is this big news? No, this is a three thirty kickoff. Indiana at Iowa. Fun give me, game. Give Fun me game. Indiana. I'm taking Iowa. I'm taking Iowa as well. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Yeah, they're ranked 18th, one behind Indiana, but they're playing at home, and they're favored by three Indiana's aspirational thing is to be Kentucky. I feel like that's their aspirational. That's, frankly, also kind of Illinois' aspirational. Illinois' aspirational thing is probably more to be Iowa or maybe Northwestern, but um, Indiana's thing is to be Kentucky. Iowa is better in the Big Ten version of the world than Kentucky is in the SEC version of the world. Plus, Indiana, Indiana needs everything to go right to beat, uh, beat Iowa at its correct. average level. And plus, Indiana did not beat Penn State last year, even though they did, because he was out of bounds. Oh, I don't care whether he's out of bounds. The play was so awesome. Penn State has three hundred yards total offense and wins. And I'm, pay, I, I'm picking Iowa and me giggling a lot every time the announcer says <laughs> And his name is Penix. All right, then this is the big noon kickoff. Uh, Penn State, number 19, travels to Wisconsin, number 12. What time's uh, the game? It's noon. What time local? I don't know. What is it, Central <laughs> Time? Is it Wisconsin? I think it's 11. I think it's 11. That was intentional. It's, it's pretty far west, so I guess uh, north and west. Wisconsin's going to beat that ass. I have to say, this feels like a... Like, people start having all yeah. sorts of Franklin questions. Yeah, James Franklin ain't coaching in Southern Cal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that's t- it's totally what it feels like. Yeah. Wisconsin's good. Like I, I think Wisconsin, Wisconsin is. You know, I know some people are doing the Iowa State over Oklahoma thing. That's, I like that's a little cute. I, I like Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin over Ohio State more than I like Iowa State over Oklahoma. All right, got four more. Now we're in the SEC schools. Uh, Monday night, the game that Will is going to be at mm-hmm. uh, Louisville. Travels to Atlanta to face off the lane train. Tony's Link, laughing. Link Kevin's going to coach this game shirtless and beat them by fifty points. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're this is not. Louisville's bad. Oh god! Yeah. Like we have this remembrance of Louisville so, being halfway decent. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Husband yeah. Trophy winner Lamar Jackson, yeah. right? But um, like they're not good. Oh, uh, they're going to Mississippi's going to kill them. Mississippi's going to put all the points on them. I mean, he's going to have a blast. I mean, it, gonna this game could be like this. Could be old school, like whack. Late at night, sixty-five thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Ole Miss gonna score the points. Yeah, is that your uh, number ten confidence pick? Uh, I gotta go back and look. I think I've got yeah. Alabama. And by the it's way, Alabama, we are yeah. not picking against the spread. We're just no. picking winners. The spread is purely for informational purposes. Right. Okay, then you got uh, LSU going to UCLA. UCLA is one and zero, and looked good. I thought. Look, Pasadena ain't ready for them. And see, uh-huh. here's another reason we know that uh, Tony's going to be the only man in college football that's going to both 
yeah. games that have been played because UCLA played at Hawaii where there were no fans last week. So no UCLA. No, they were, they were the Rose Bowl last week. They were the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they were yeah. the Rose Bowl. I mean, there were no fans there. But yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So, so but more to the point, if you, there were no fans there by if, choice, not okay. because uh, More fiat. to the point, if you went to the UCLA-Hawaii game, you're going to the UCLA-LSU game. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. not going. Okay. You're not Unless going you're an LSU it. fan. So, the, so there are other people like you. There are. That's a very polite way of saying that. <laughs> um, Who you got? Oh, LSU. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, uh, I thought UCLA looked okay. I'm taking LSU, but my confidence is lower than Tony's. Did you, did you see the spread on this? No, what is it? Three and a half, yeah, LSU. If, if you want to pick LSU, if you want to pick UCLA, you kind of got to look at LSU's What's going on in Louisiana? LSU having to go evacuate to Houston True. and then travel to Los Angeles. I still think it's LSU. Yeah, Max and I don't, I don't. I say that nothing. Yeah, Max Johnson's going to start. Uh, I, I don't say that in any way. Uh, thinking, making a, a value judgment about Kelly versus Ed Orgeron. <laughs> I just think LSU's got more horses. How long will Pasadena have to clean up after LSU leaves? After their fans leave, we'll be back for the Rose Bowl by then. All right, then uh, at two three thirty, Miami and Alabama at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This is the biggest spread on the board, 19.5. You'd like to think that Miami's back with De'Eric King and can give some kind of a threat. I have to say, I, I, I was going to kill him, but the idea, let's not forget that Derek King guaranteed victory in this game. Let's not forget that he did that. He did it like three months ago. Yeah, why would you box the nose of the Panthers? <laughs> but like, it's kind of awesome that he said that. If, if, if they actually do win this game, like Derek oh. King is, is, is amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and we change everything we think about the ACC, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, I, and then the SEC changes everything. Like, yeah, so that's not happening, but. Uh, It'd be fun to keep, see them keep it. It would be fun to see this game tight before the Georgia game starts. That would yeah. be like kind of a fun thing to, to not have just turned on to something else. I'll make a prediction that we are delaying going to the Georgia kickoff because this game is close. Okay. Yeah. I think Alabama wins it, but I think there is entirely a world where Miami um, makes this a super interesting game. Derek King shows out. Interesting. <laughs> All right, and then the last game. Who are you on, picking? Oh, I got Alabama. Okay. Um, last game on the board is 7.30 p.m. We got Kirk and Chris mm-hmm. and somebody on the sideline. Who's doing sideline reporting? Not Murray Ho- Taylor. Rowe. I think it's Holly Rowe. Holly Rowe, probably, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, so we game got Game day's the, there, right? The game day crew. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I mean, I know that the guys on top, they, they, they like to give them a lot of uh, flack, but I, I really like hearing Fowler and Herb Street do a game because they don't do many Georgia games. So yep. I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be watching it here uh, thanks to my uh, mesh wireless router. definitely works. It definitely my works. mesh router is in full tilt. This looks good. This looks good. Capacity. So, yeah, right, I'll be is watching. Is Toronto now playing back at Skydome? They are back in okay. Skydome. Yeah, we're watching, uh, we're watching yeah, baseball. That's not an end sequitur. So I'm going to go ahead and make my uh, score prediction. I think that uh, Georgia comes out a little sluggish because the first game of the season, uh, there's some fits and starts with the offense. Uh, defense is solid throughout. Um, but it's going to be a fourth-quarter game. Uh, Georgia is going to get about three touchdowns and a couple of uh, jackpot field goals uh, for a score of 27 
And then Clemson's kicker is going to miss an extra point, kind of like how Nebraska's kicker was missing extra points all over the place. He missed two. Yeah, right, right. Clemson's kicker is probably going to miss one. Uh, so I, I'm predicting a final score, uh, heart-thrilling, heart-pumping, uh, palm-sweating game, but we're happy in the end. We don't care. It's going to be right on the number, 27-23. Ooh. Okay, I'll go. Um I know that Daniels is the best quarterback that, like, the question about Daniels is, did he look so much better because he's the perfect fit and he's this great quarterback that's about ready to come in, or did he look so much better because we've been watching Stetson Bennett, who, for the record, won several games and had a lead on Alabama at halftime. Let's not, like, I I don't like this Stetson Bennett is a horrible quarterback sort of idea, but... um, even if he's apparently fourth string now. Though, again, if Daniels goes down in the first series, Stetson Bennett is the quarterback in this game. I firmly believe. Now, if they fall behind late, that might change. But they fall behind. But anyway, let's not imagine a Daniels injury. The point is, is that, like, there is this idea. The reason that people are high on Georgia is the schedule. But it really is, do they have the guy to run Monken's offense? I'm not sure that's an entirely settled question. And that, if Georgia's going to win this game, I think Daniels is going to have to win. He's going to have to play. He's going to have to have a Tua-type game. He's going to have to have a Lawrence-type game. I think he is, because I think Clemson's going to score a lot of points because Georgia's secondary is a little unsettled. And I think, and while Georgia's wide receivers are good, they are still. They don't have Pickens, and they are right. like they. They have a ton of good guys, but they don't have a ton of a ton of good guys. Mm-hmm. And Daniels is going to have to win this game himself, not himself, but like he's going to have to be that top shelf quarterback that we see that wins national championships. Whether yep. it's Burrow, whether it's Tua, whether it's Lawrence. Daniels was obviously good last year. Is he that guy, though? I'm the perpetual quarterback skeptic on this show. Um, I think he may be that guy at the end of the year. He's underthrew. For all this idea that he's this huge deep ball guy, we want, he underthrew a ton of dudes last year. And maybe that was picking over running the route. Maybe that was whatever it was. But, like... I think you like this is going to be as Tony as you said a really high scoring game. Do I trust Daniels to just be going nuts and flinging it for 450 yards if they happen to? I don't know if I'm ready to do, do that yet. Uh, and I think that uh, the quarterback that I am I know so well that I have mispronounced his name eight times on this podcast. Uh, he was awesome against Notre Dame last year, and Clemson's got a like clearly has a very well proven history on this. I do not think the season is over. I think they're still going to win the big. I still think it's going to come down the SEC championship game like it always does. But I'm not ready to pick George in this game. I'm going to say Clemson 41, Georgia 35. Wow. That's a big number. Um, so, like Will, I'm convinced that. Tony, Tony. It's pouring rain, man. (laughs) I like Will. I'm convinced that this is a high-scoring game. Um, Unlike Will, I think Georgia's running game, uh, especially early, will establish kind of a pattern where Georgia gets to use JT Daniels, uh, John Fitzpatrick, uh, Kirsch Jackson in a way that 
allows Georgia to exploit some mismatches. Um, the other part about what I keep going back to is that our um, our special teams are demonstrably better. I, I'm not counting on college kicker to miss an extra point uh, because you we saw the two of those last week, and if you had told you're right, it's a murder hornet. <laughs> Holy shit, that thing's just landed in front of me. It's huge. Uh, I'm glad we're not playing Georgia Tech this weekend. And um, so ultimately what I keep coming back to is, okay, if it's a high-scoring affair, is there a defense you trust to get a stop at the end of the game where you need it? And frankly, I think Georgia's defense is just a touch better. I don't know if I, – I mean, I am just as comfortable saying the game is 27-24 as I am to say it's 38-35. I'll go with 38-35 since I think it is. But I think I think we leave Charlotte with a um, with an entirely different narrative about what Georgia football is. And if, if it's different than that, we'll talk about that Monday. But I think Georgia wins 38-35. Nice. All right, but there's an actual football game, and it's a really, really big one. There's so and some of us are going. Yeah, yes. Some of us are going to two consecutive games. Two, in two games in a row. In yeah. week one. Um, guys, it is exciting to be here, uh, and uh, it feels like a long road. We're not entirely through everything I was hoping we would be through by this point, but uh, it's still going to be a blast. And I, that place is going to be packed. It's going to be a good time. And... Uh, Everybody sleep in on Sunday morning because I think we're yeah, needing yeah, this. This definitely. is not going to be a short game. No. By the way, if you see if you see me out and about tailgating, feel free to say, "Hey, I'll be the one with the red shirt on." Yes. Um, but uh, we are getting up there relatively early. We have to check in our Airbnb, and uh, we'll we'll probably be out and about Friday night a little bit, and definitely out and about Saturday. So I am so fired up, guys. We have waited. It's literally been uh, our last tailgate was A and M. Yeah, right. That was it. Uh, that's the last time we were able to actually congregate and, and do big things. Uh, I guess the SEC championship game. We yeah. we uh, Will and I you were in Atlanta, yeah. uh, but uh, that that game because of confluence events we we kept it kind of private. Uh, but I am fired up and ready to roll. All right, everybody. We'll uh, see you on the other side. Go. Dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. You can tweet our show at WSLS Podcast with any comments, score predictions, or questions for us. And make sure to stop by El Barrio, the Pine Bar, or the Root next time you're in Athens looking for an awesome place to drink and eat. Tell them that WSLS Podcast sent you. Actually, tell them that Waiting Since Last Saturday Podcast sent you. They might not know what WSLS Podcast is, but I digress. Links to our podcast partner restaurants and that helmet ranking story that I wrote are linked in the show notes of this episode. Safe travels to all of you road dogs heading up to Charlotte for the game this weekend. Do us a favor and bring us back a W when you head back to Athens. We'll see you on campus next week. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.